Good morning, good afternoon, good night, and welcome back to the circus. <sighs> you know, it's days like today that I want to just look back on my childhood and enjoy myself. I don't want to. I don't want to look at anything dark. I don't want to. I don't want to look at any Clockwork Orange, any Green Mile, any Poughkeepsie tapes, anything disturbing like that. You know. I just want some nice, clean childhood fun. It's a bit of nostalgia, if you will. And so, dear listeners, today I would like to talk about a little thing I like to call Flushed Away. This is just a joyride. This is just a beautiful, fun, non-stop joyride i mean every one of the jokes lands there's good jokes even even now i rewatched this yesterday as you know i mean i'm not i'm not ancient i'm not like 30 i'm not like a full-grown adult but i watched this yesterday and the jokes were still good the humor was still fresh it still landed dude especially i'm getting ahead of myself but especially the scene where okay so there's this mime right there's this mime and he he has he's wearing a big cell phone because he's like he's transporting this other guy's message and he's he's got the phone on his body and the guy is like he's like he's kind of like facetiming on the phone so like (laughs) he's like delivering this serious message like he's the bad guy of the film so he's delivering the serious message over the phone like I'm going to find you, and when I do, I'll destroy you, and I'll take back what's mine. And then, all all the while, the mime who is, like, holding the phone to his body is, like, doing these, like, silly movements and, like, gesturing. And he, <laughs> it's it's really funny, because he starts, like, doing this, like, evil laugh, and he, he starts, like, he starts, like, holding his gun, he goes, <laughs> and he's, I can't, you know, display it over the microphone, but he's, like, he's making the swirly hand, like, by his ear, he's, like, going, this guy's crazy, he's, like, oh, my God, it's funny, and then, you know, at some point, um, at some point, the mime is, like, facing the wrong way, and the guy on the phone says, turn around, (laughs) like, the, the whole sequence of the mime and the phone is just golden, and, like, it's just a, it's a good, it's a good kids movie, you know, it reminds me of robots in the sense that both movies take place at the start of the film in a very, very like simple, not desolate, but like, you know, almost like empty, just simple, a simple, small little area, kind of like, uh, you know, a little, a little tiny village, I don't know, something small, it starts you off there, and then through some way or another, in robots it's willingly, in flushed away it's unwillingly, but sooner or later, our main characters, our protagonists, end up in this amazing, spectacular, and like intimidating new, uh, this brave new world they find themselves in, basically. And both movies have this huge, like, swelling, triumphant, almost prideful shot of, you know, each respective city that um that the movies show uh both have a sense of like getting lost in this new and unfamiliar city 
And I, I can dig that because, you know, even though this is just a stupid kids movie, you know, a, a lot of us can relate to that. Everybody can relate to that, whether it's going to high school, going to a city for the first time, going anywhere, basically, and just feeling lost amid, among all these new different faces and these new buildings and everything. And you just feel like amazed, intimidated, and maybe even afraid, like all at once. It's really a spectacular feeling. And this movie captures it so beautifully. And not even a second later, bang, the movie is like, you know, throwing you to the action and like, it's, it's like delivering all these good jokes and they all hit. I'm serious. They all hit. There's this funny, like, there's this funny albino rat. This movie's about rats, by the way, in case you didn't know. There's this funny albino rat who's like, he always, he always talks at a really low whisper like this. He always talks like really soft, but he's like a bodyguard. <laughs> so everything he says is like vaguely threatening, but he always talks like this. He always talks like really quiet and he's, he's so, he has so many golden lines. Um, uh, in the ending, uh, his partner, who's this little, like little rascally piece of crap. Um, he's like, you know, it's a, it's a kid's movie. So it's, it has a happy ending. And this, this, uh, this rat, he's like, he's like, I don't like this. You know, I like, I like, uh, movies with unhappy endings with lots of violence and blood. And then he, he gets like hit by, I don't even know what he gets like hit by something out of frame. Like a giant banana falls on him or some shit. And then the albino rat, like comes by and he's like, are you happy now? Like, like he was, he was unironically like, are you happy now with the way that things have turned out? Because he wanted, he wanted an unhappy movie and, um, you know, he got it except he was the butt end of the joke. You know, I, I'm sorry. I'm explaining the joke. Explaining the joke kills it, by the way. It's like dissecting a frog. Um, except when you dissect a frog, the frog usually isn't alive. Uh, usually, but anyways, I digress. Um, this movie is just so funny. It's just funny funny man it's it's british humor if you didn't know before now british humor is like it's like darker um than american humor typically british humor is like more dry deadpan and dark and you could see that in movies like um i mean you could see that in monty python you could see that in a fish called wanda which is a british movie um they all feature like sort of darker humor and flushed away is a pretty light-hearted movie but like um I mean, they're, they're, they're like dead. There is deadpan comedy. There's not, there's not really dark stuff. Um, it's not a dark movie at all, but there is like deadpan comedy like that. Like, um, the, the little rascally rat being like, I wish there was some violence in this ending. I like unhappy endings where people get hurt and there's like blood. And then he gets hit by, you know, a piece of, he, he gets hit by shrapnel or some shit. And then the big rat comes by and he's like, are you happy now? Like stuff like that. Stuff that's like dry and sarcastic. Um, uh, and then like, um, let me think what else. Oh yeah. All the, all the like different, like roasting going on. Like there's this character who's French. There's this like frog character who's French and he has this traveling band of like French ninjas and they swarm the main character at some point. They swarm the main character. All right. You know, it seems hopeless. He goes, am my henchman. Assume your positions. That that was a shitty French accent. I'm sorry, but basically he says something along the lines of, he tells his men to like, he tells his men to like channel their inner French. Basically, <laughs> I 
Sorry, my phone rang. Uh, anyways, all of his men throw their hands up in the air and they go, we surrender, we surrender. And he's like, no, not that fucking French thing. I, I love that. He doesn't actually say fucking. They don't do that in this movie. I love that part because it, it, it shows you that this movie, you know, it's lighthearted, but, it, you know, it, it has some snappy jokes, too. It makes fun of Americans, too, and of soccer, and um, and the British, kind of. It makes fun of, like, the hoity-toity British, which I really love. Um, it's just a very, very funny movie. Uh, and the, an- the animation is impressive, too. Um, maybe it's not as impressive as uh, as you may see nowadays, but, like... In terms of claymation, um, these are the same people that did Wallace and Gromit, uh, Shaun the Sheep, uh, all around. Very, very impressive uh, stop motion. So, like, the movie isn't just funny. It's also really, really nice to look at. Like, as a kid's movie, that helps. The first Despicable Me, I mean, all the character models are, like, sleek shiny like almost they're like they're like fleshy but they're still very like satisfying and like they pop too um so like in the first first despicable me like it's just nice to look at the other movies in the despicable me like franchise i think they still have the same like pop but the characters look like weirder and like grosser so i mean the charm from the first movie didn't persist onto the others but with flushed away i mean yeah it's not like it's not the best claymation like in the world, but it looks really nice. And for what it's worth, it just looks like so charming, so endearing. You know, every character is like even even the bad guys, each character is like like funny to look at and it's you know, it's sweet. Like as a kids movie, it's nice to see like all these characters who, you know, have these like endearing facial features i mean truly it is nice to look at because as a kid that's what you're paying attention to you're not paying attention to plot structure you're not paying attention to like i don't know small references or like story analyzation or anything like that you're like you're kind of more concerned with like the music the characters you know how they look how they look is a huge thing how characters look is a huge thing in an animated movie um, because, like, I mean, if the characters are ugly as shit, if, you know, if the characters are ugly as hell, if they look like they belong in hell, um, then, I mean, that's a big, that's a big problem. Um, I mean, notice, I mean, in Disney movies, like, all the, all the characters, whether they're intended to be, like, quote-unquote beautiful or not, they're all, like, all the animation is, like, sleek and fluid and like it it every frame blends well into the next frame basically it's satisfying to look at the characters and like traditionally animated disney movies are just they're like po they're like poetry in a visual form you know what i mean they're nice to look at flushed away is nice to look at too i mean i mean looking back on it now as an adult i can kind of like notice small little gaps in claymation frame whatever the hell frame capture or whatever they call it but that doesn't matter because even you know when you actually just enjoy the movie you can't notice those things every character like moves in a fluid way 
and you know claymation is not easy it's it's literally working with little tiny statues and making them appear like human you know um and i'd say that the people who did flushed away um i believe their name is ardman animation or whatever they do a wonderful wonderful job making these like stiff clay statues appear human-like it's it's truly impressive um and yeah uh i think in 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 a lot of western animation we have these shows we have these like childhood shows or childhood movies like um oh i don't know foster's home for imaginary friends why the hell not foster's home for imaginary friends we have these like shows where the characters are made to look as weird as we possibly can make them look but if you think about it they're still like satisfying to look at because the animation itself the way in which they're drawn the style in which they're drawn actually like is appealing to our eyes and, and our brains and that's that that's why i say that making the characters look appealing is so important i don't mean you know i don't mean appealing like you know they don't they have to be like jessica rabbit like bombshell not like that not like in a vain way i'm saying that down to the animation style down to the fluidity or yeah the fluidity with which characters are animated it has it's so important that it looks good because otherwise and this is speaking like only to kids only to little kids who don't like know any better about like plot or analyzation or whatever it looks bad otherwise and it just looks uncomfortable otherwise i mean if your animation is choppy or if your characters just look disturbing i mean that's not good that's bad um i'd be hard pressed to think of an example right now but i mean trust me H how about this uh sean the sheep Shaun the Sheep is wonderfully animated with stop motion. Again, Ardman Animation, they do a wonderful job with stop motion. Anything that they do, I mean, I recommend it. It's all it's all dumb fun, of course, but I still recommend it. Um, but this one specific frame, I remember, that made me like... And this is an overreaction, okay? But it made me like feel disturbed, grossed out, like unnerved. There was an episode of Shaun the Sheep there was like this robot dog uh not jimmy neutron style it was like not helpful at all in fact on sean the sheep there is this dog he is a herding dog right and he has a job to herd all the sheep and keep things clean or whatever because it's a cartoon and his responsibilities are exaggerated he's meant to be a worker dog basically and in this episode this robot dog comes along that basically does everything he does and it starts replacing him I mean, wow, what a, what a staple of, um, you know, kids cartoon one-off episode plots, you know, this one character has a specific role to play and suddenly somebody comes along and upstages them and they feel jealous. So it was standard, right? But there is this one shot. There's this one frame. No, not a frame. It's this, it's like a sequence of frames, but it takes one second to unfold and it always unnerved me. It's a shot. It's a shot. Of the main character dog pulling a grin, right? 
like a grin, just a just a smile. But the way in which the stop the stop motion like frames are thrown together and the the way in which his character like moves and just how his lips like curl upwards to form a freaking weird grin it just it always unnerved me as a kid it always like freaked me out a little bit oh you know on my worst days it made me feel a little nauseous not no joke um but yeah that that just that just shows that goes to show like it doesn't matter how ugly or how pretty your characters look their animation has to be gorgeous or else it's a problem um i mean there's like there's been a handful of cartoon network shows that had have had shitty animation and that was like the draw of them like look at our characters they're drawn horribly and they're like animated horribly and it's like why though i mean that doesn't show like that doesn't like make that doesn't make me want to watch the show i mean that shouldn't make anybody really want to watch the show if the draw of it is that the characters are like horribly animated it's like why would i care why would I really want to see this? Um, I again, I'd be hard pressed to remember any specific examples, but um, just pro- just um, take it for a fact. Take take it from me, right? Take it from me, the most trustworthy man on the earth. That Cartoon Network has had a lot of shows that have bad animation. Oh, and there's the show. Adult animation is kind of different because, I mean, you can kind of get away with having ugly-ass animation because, I mean, I mean, who, who are you to complain about an adult cartoon? I mean, this is just my opinion, but if you, if you start complaining about animation in an adult cartoon, uh, you kind of you have to just stop doing that because that's kind of like a... I don't want to sound like an asshole, but like... If you're complaining about the animation in an adult cartoon, which, you know, are kind of, like, known for being crass or crude or whatever the hell, kind of, you kind of got to, like, grow up and worry about things that actually matter. I mean, I know this entire show is, like, focusing on things that aren't necessary for your survival, like movies, TV, but, you know, I'm focusing on things in those realms that need to be, you know, stressed, I'm, th- I'm focusing on things that are, like, important, you know? Um, and in kids' are, in kids cartoons, if the animation isn't top-notch, it's not worth it. It's, it's the truth. Um, because, I mean, as a kid, speaking, speaking as a kid, um, because, you know, kid cartoons are meant for kids, speaking as, like, a hypothetical kid, if the animation is not, like, appealing, or if it's, like, weird or unnatural or choppy i mean that's just like it's not it's not something that i want to watch if it's gonna like make me feel a little like confused or like grossed out you know i'm not gonna watch it like (laughs) um adult cartoons because you know i've checked out a few i've seen bojack horseman amazing oh bojack horseman beautiful amazing show that's so depressing but it's so good uh, you know, Rick and Morty, um, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Big Mouth, but Big Mouth counts too. These shows don't have to have, like, amazing animation because, you know, they're just adult cartoons, and if you have a problem with that, I mean, you kind of have to grow up. Again, I feel like an asshole for saying that, but it's true. You have to worry about things that actually matter. (laughs)
Adult animations don't have to look good. They just don't. If anything, I'd say the if if adult animations have bad anime if if adult cartoons have bad animation, I would argue that that's a reflection of the crass material that they so often reflect. Um, but anyways, flushed away. Oh, flushed away. I mean, what else can I really say? It's a funny movie. The characters are solid. Um, you know, the main character Roddy. All he wants to do is get back to his house. Uh, he's been flushed down the sewer. And all he wants to do is get back to his house, um, you know, out of the sewers. He doesn't want to be part of this, you know, community of rats that he's just found himself in. He wants to be back to his, his, what's the word? His pimped up, yeah, I guess pimped, I don't know. His, his primpy, his preppy, I don't know, little rat house up and up where everything is sterile and there's no other rats and there's only humans that like, quote unquote, take care of him and, you know, where he's just a pet. He's not a person, you know? All he wants to do is get back to that. And then eventually he goes on this great adventure with this whew, this lady rat that whew, had me really down bad as a kid. But uh, he eventually realizes that going back to his, like, beautiful little house up top with nobody there, that's not really what he wants. You know, he wants a family. Um, that's eventually the realization he comes to make. And it's... You know, I just have to sing its praises because this is a funny movie. Stop motion is so impressive in it. Um, it's it's good. It's just really good. That's all I can really say about it. As far as kids' movies go, I have a harder time uh, like jumping into it because plot structure is not that complicated. Story uh, lesson that it teaches, you know, it's not that complicated characters they're solid but again they're not that complicated um i think really my my uh rule of thumb with kids movies is that i don't have to be impressed with them a kid has to be impressed with them because that's who they're made for i know a person uh i know a person who despises despises the movie ralph breaks the internet this the second wreck at ralph and they, you know, they, they like talk my ear off. They talk, they're, they're, this person loves to talk. So they talk their ear off about how horrible this movie is and how the characters are, are out of character and how the plot structure is, you know, foolish and how it's like, how it's so bad. And it's like, okay, sure. And looking at it as like with a more adult mindset, yeah, the movie sucks ass. But like, you know, a kid, an average kid is going to look at like, you know, the graphics and, like, the, the you know, the intense car scene and, like, they're not going to care that much. I mean, looking realistically at, like, you know, the average kid, they're not going to care about, like, plot structures and characters being out of character because they're not going to, they're not going to notice that kind of shit. Maybe certain kids would, sure, but overall, I, I don't believe um, that that's really that important. I think when you take a kid's movie and you, you know, you beat it down because it's not up to your standards, even if you're just like a young adult, I still think that that's like, yeah, well, I mean, you're picking the low hanging fruit here. This is meant to like occupy kids' minds. It's not meant to be like a masterpiece in of itself. But when you have a kid's movie that actually is a masterpiece, that's when you know you have something on your hands. 
That's why I love Flushed Away so much because it's meant for children. It's All it's literally meant to do is occupy the minds of children. But even now, it's so funny and the animation is so good. And overall, it's so solid. It's such a heartwarming movie too. It's just so good that, you know, I think it's it's honestly not just for kids. I think you can watch this at any age and like still be amused. It's just, that's really all I, all I can say about this. This movie is so worth your time because it's not just a good movie. It's not just a great movie. It's a great kids movie. And kids movies aren't destined to be great. They're destined to just be, you know, occupying the, ch the child's mind. But when something like Flushed Away you know, steps beyond that threshold and becomes something truly great, you know, that anybody I believe could watch and enjoy, that's how you know you have something truly special on your hands. This movie is fucking hilarious. It's so impressive. It's so good. Just watch it already. What are you waiting for? Turn off the video and start watching Flushed Away. For fuck's sake, you have waited long enough. If you have not seen this, I am in your closet right now. I will only leave once you have watched Flushed Away. If you do not watch Flushed Away in 72 hours, I will literally find you. And, you know, I don't want to get the FBI involved, but, you know, some murder may happen, alright? Seriously, what are you waiting for, bro? What are you waiting for?